And um, thank you for that song. And thank you for putting that love into words for us dads because it's a lot. It's a very big emotion. And um, thank you for that song, Billy. Saviors may be my new favorite Green Day album, and I'm not afraid to say it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Talk Movies. I'm Brad, and if you've been hanging around our channel for long enough, you know that I am a massive, massive Green Day fan. Their music is very, very much a part of my life, and it would be uh, a, a, a huge understatement to say that their music has not influenced who I am as a person, uh, my political beliefs, my, my thoughts on life and on music and on love and so many other things. Um, Green Day's music has, I, I've grown up with it, I've matured with it, I, I've used it and, and it's been a part of me forming my own ideas about the world. Um, and it, to me that's as special as it gets when you have music um, and an art form that, that speaks to you on that deep a level and in that way, um, that's that's about as special a thing as we can have and especially an experience as we can have as human beings on this earth. So um, I, I'm, I'm so grateful for their music and it's something that I've grown up with um, in every stage of my life from the time that, you know, as I, I like to say, I was a middle school fan, I was for a long time. Um, and I, it's carried on into, into high school and into college. And now as, as an adult, I mean, uh, it's, as I said, it's, their music is a huge part of who, who I am as a person. Um, and it's something that has been a constant in my life in every era in a, in an increasingly changing world. And even, you know, our, our lives change individually. Our lives change all the time as we get older as people come into our life and go out of our life and as we get jobs and as things change, Green Day's music has been a constant in my life. And that's why I'm saying that Saviors very, very well may have dethroned American Idiot as my favorite Green Day album. Now, don't get me wrong when I say that American Idiot will always and forever be the record that changed my life, the record that made me think about politics and storytelling and love and hardship differently. Um, but as my wife has so eloquently told me, um, I am in my punk rock dad era, and I think there's something about this record that spoke to me differently than many of the other ones have in the past. And that's not to say that they didn't speak to me because they did, but I think one of the beautiful things about Green Day's music and about their records is they grew up with their records. Their records are a time capsule into where they were at that time in their life and where the world was at that time in their life and how that ties into 
um, the, the the human experience, the you know political things, um, things in our country, uh, events that are happening, things that are seen and that we hear and see every day. Um, the the fact that that is woven so interchangeably and so beautifully into their storytelling and into their music um, is something that I've that's always really resonated with me. And I think so. It, it's special. Not only have I grown up listening to Green Day, but their music is a time capsule into where they were as people when those songs came out um, all the way back to the beginning. And it's special listening to their catalog and to their discography and hearing that in their music and thinking about that time period and where they were as kids and then as young adults and then, you know, as, as growing people as we all are. Um, it's, it's so special to hear that in their music and to identify with that as a listener and as a human being. Um, and again, it's such a special, special thing. And it's something that I hold very near and dear to my heart. Punk to me is about you being you in your truest form and not being afraid of that. Loving as hard as you can, as much as you can, while simultaneously rebelling against the constructs and the labels and the negativity that the world throws at you standing up for people and their differences standing up for people in their weirdness uh you know and having your fellow man's back while simultaneously fighting for uh for a better world politically socially emotionally um rebelling against the negativity of the world and i know to many people who don't understand punk, it seems super, it, it almost seems uh, satirical in a way. But I, I think, you know, I think back to the announcement of Saviors and they had put on Twitter um, and in the description that Saviors was a record about, um, you know, laughing through the pain and weeping in the sadness. And I think that's such a beautiful description of what punk is. Punk is about laughing through the pain it's about having fun and being silly even if you're saying something super super serious um and, and i think about some of my favorite punk bands the ramones the dead kennedys um you know anti-flag green day blink 182 there's so many bands that can can touch on all of those things can say something serious about the human experience and about politics and about loving people and all of these heavy themes, but say it in such a silly and fun way, but at the same time have songs that are deep and emotional and wreck you and touch you to the core. Um, it, it, it's such a versatile genre of music. And I know so many people don't like to throw that genre word in there, um, but punk is so universal in terms of what it can be and in terms of the emotions that it touches on. And I think that's another thing that's always really pulled me to it is that I'm an emotional person and I, I feel lots of emotions. I think at, as a human being, we want to feel emotion. You know, we, 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 we crave feeling emotion, good, bad, and everything in between. And punk rock is about telling stories about rage and love and the good and the bad and, you know, the, and everything that goes into the human experience. And that's what punk means to me. Now that brings me to Saviors. First of all, the hype train and the marketing for this album has been absolutely unreal from 
the first of the 1972 teasers that we got back in December of 2021, which turned out to be Look Ma No Brains, which is pretty cool, um, to the pop-up show in Vegas before When We Were Young, where they announced that this was the first song off of their new album. I mean, it has been one hell of a ride. The marketing campaign for this album has been incredible. The buildup and the anticipation that I have felt to this album um, has been something that I've never experienced for a record before. And that has been another piece of this puzzle as to why Saviors has been so special to me uh, as a Green Day fan, as a punk fan, as a music fan. It, there's been so much anticipation and so much building to the release of this album. Uh, and, and now I've listened to it on repeat for the last week, uh, two weeks since it's been out. And it's been so, so special to be a part of the anticipation and the buildup to this record. Now, I don't know about anybody else. I went with the box set because, I mean, go big or go home, you have to. So in the box set for the Saviors release, you've got the you've got the pretty dope uh, box here. It's got, it's basically just the album cover. It's got all the list of tracks on the back. This is literally just the backside of the, of the record. Uh, inside of that box, we had the CD release. Same thing, same exact cover on the back. All of the tracks listed here. Uh, if we open it up, we have the the uh, the lawn chair pick that we've seen so many images of in the marketing campaign for Saviors. We've got the CD. Uh, by the way, I, if if you've followed the channel uh, and if you've if you're not new here, you'll notice that our logos have changed recently, at least for you know the channel and for our main show for Let's Talk Movies. I would be lying to you if I said that uh, the new pink, hot pink Green Day stuff was not a little bit of a an inspiration for that. Pink is punk rock, man. Like, I, I love the hot pink on black thing. Like, that is so friggin' cool. Uh, it, it's so cool, man. Um, also got the booklet inside. Got the cool retro 3D glasses-esque thing on the back. Uh, again, the songbook of all of the different lyrics in there. Uh, I briefly looked through this. It's literally just the lyrics. There's not really much else uh, to it. And then we have the picture of the dudes on the back as well of Billy and Mike and Trey. Uh, but that's the CD release. Uh, I was pretty stoked. As, as someone who is in the top 1% of Green Day listeners on Spotify. Hells yeah. Uh, I also got the Green Day vinyl release, the, the Spotify exclusive vinyl release. So obviously, same exact title. Side A has uh, got The American Dream is Killing Me, Look Ma, No Brains, Bobby Socks, One-Eyed Bastard, Dilemma, 1981, Goodnight Adeline, and then Side B has got Coma City, Corvette Summer, Susie Chapstick, Strange Days Are Here to Stay, Living in the 80s, or in the 80s, what the hell am I talking about? Living in the 20s, Father to a Son, Saviors, I'm still thinking 1981, and then uh, Fancy Sauce on there as well. I was pretty hype. I did not know this was going to be a part of this release, but I'm not going to open the whole thing up because it's too big, but there is a pretty dope, huge Saviors poster uh, in there. And of course, on the back, same kind of thing as the CD release. It's got all of the lyrics to the songs, um, but it is a huge poster. And I, if you think that I'm not putting this in a frame and hanging it in the background, you you're wrong like it's this is this is going in a frame i'm not lying to you when i say this is going in a frame it's happening like 
There's there's no conversation about it. Uh, but if we open up the vinyl, it's got the black sleeve, and then I really again with the hot pink thing coming in hot, man. Uh, look, look at that. Come on, man. That that is so baller. <laughs> like I love it. Uh, even like up to the light, like it's so cool. So this was the, this was the Spotify exclusive. You had to be in the top, however many Spotify listeners to get this. So, uh, I ordered this as well as the, as the box set too. So haven't listened to it on vinyl yet. I've, I haven't even played the CD yet. Um, you know, I, I've got every single Green Day record. Some I have doubles of. I real honestly, I need to get a new... Um, American Idiot CD because my American Idiot CD has been played to death. It has been wrecked <laughs> over the last uh, 16, 15, 16 years. Um, so I I'd probably need to look into getting a new uh, a new copy of American Idiot. But uh, it's it's pretty cool to have this one as well. 14th album. I, again, I, I was so excited about this. Like this record has literally been uh, three years in, in in this prolonged waiting period and three years of build-up and excitement as to what this was going to be from the 1972 teasers. Um, I remember, I'm going to be honest, I was a little disappointed at first when I saw that the album was not called 1972 just because it, I think I had built it up in my head and I had gotten used to that for so long. Like, that was the title. That's what it was going to be. Um, but the more Saviors has grown on me as a title. The song Saviors has grown on me. It, it's just, it's really cool. And I'm, I'm, it's, it screams Green Day, man. And again, the hot pink. I am in love with the hot pink. I don't even know why. Like, I'm not even a, like, I'm not a big pink person, but like, in the context of this and in the context of it being a punk record, like, come on, it rules. Okay, so let's take a deeper dive into the record itself. Um, I was kind of anticipating and hoping that this would be a programmatic thing, kind of like American Idiot or 21st Century Breakdown, where it's basically one story the entire way through. I'm kind of glad that it's not. I like the fact that it's a straight punk record uh the songs don't necessarily tie into each other yeah there's some callbacks to other green day songs there's some callbacks to each other throughout um but i i like that each song is just a a a storytelling um a, a story about the world we live in and about the times we live in and about love and about anger and frustration and politics and just everything that goes into being a human being living in the 20s, living in the world that we live in right now uh, with the upbringing that we've had and with the, you know, with, with the lives that we lead right now facing the political challenges and the societal challenges. Um, I, I, I like the approach to this, that each song is just kind of has its own thing that it tackles. And I, I really like that. The American Dream is Killing Me is a really, really great track. It hooked me from the minute I heard it. I am all about a good political punk rock anthem that is catchy, that has really creative lyrics, that has heart. And like American Idiot, I think American Idiot is a little bit more 
uh, not anger fueled. It's a little bit more intense. The American Dream is Killing Me almost has this subtle beauty to it. Like I think about the section where the the, the orchestral section in the break after the first chorus, um, people on the street unemployed and obsolete did you ever learn to read the ransom note there, there's something like amongst the chaos and amongst the rest of the song to have the tempo drop out to have the uh, a completely different timbre and orchestration and arrangement and to to switch to the string it's such a contrast to everything that happened before and everything that comes after it's almost like to me i i've equated that moment to like pausing and it's this feeling i have about our country you know not to get too political and things like that but it's this feeling of like you know even in the music video there's there's zombies and people dying and it's just all this like craziness you know what i mean swarms of undead and all these things like that but that moment it's like a moment of clarity where it's like even amongst the bad, even amongst all of the problems and issues that we face as a country, we still believe in it. We still believe that there's hope in it. There's still some kind of systematic, hopeful beauty in America that we fight for. That's why you say something. That's why you speak up. That's why you're fighting for something better is because you still believe in what it can be. I still believe in what America can be. Now, I disagree with so many things that happen here on a daily basis, you know what I mean? But um, I, I still very much believe in, you know, a land of the free and home of the brave and in fighting for a better tomorrow for people, for Americans, for the world, and America leading the charge in that. And that break in the American dream is killing me is it's I think this song is like a spiritual sister to American idiot, but American idiot is the more wild sister. This is the more passionate, uh, you know, yearnful sister. It's like th this song just keeps you yearning for something new, but it's also taking a stand for what you believe, you know? Um, th there's something really powerful about the American dream is killing me, even repeating that line over and over again. You know, uh, some of the lyrics are very kind of jarring in a way, um, referring to us being pedophiles for the American dream. You know, that's a very like, like whoa, like the first time I read that, I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> you know, like that, that's, that's a very jarring thing to say. And that's not something to be said lightly, but again, that's part of the beauty of punk and that's part of the beauty of Green Day is not being afraid to say things that, you know, to, to get your point across, not being afraid to to go there, you know, and it is a very jarring and harsh way of putting that, um, you know, but it, it, it works in the song. Um, you know, thinking to the end of the song, you know, I'm very, I'm from Florida and I'm used to seeing beaches that are bought up by people and private beaches, private property, you know, blah, 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 you know, seeing, um, you know, uh, uh, from sea to shining sea, whitewashed upon the beach, my country under siege, you know, uh, under siege by the rich, under siege by people who are trying to turn it into something that the majority of the American people don't want it to be, um, 
you know, on private property like that, that line even spoke to me, you know? So I, I think as a single, as the first single off of the record, the American dream is killing me was absolutely spectacular. Fantastic way to start the record. Out of all of the 1972 teasers, I was most excited to hear what the original Rack Studios London song was because I like that thing that was going on in that. So cool. Such a cool riff. Such a cool sound. Um, such a fun sound. And looking back on that and realizing that that was Look Ma No Brains, a very early draft of Look Ma No Brains, was really, really cool. And to this even after listening to the album multiple times, Look Ma No Brains is one of my favorites. It's probably in, in my top five favorite songs from the album. And it's it's got this silliness to it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's fun, and it, it doesn't seem on the surface level like there's much substance to it. But to me, thinking about the lyrics, thinking about the meaning of the song... It, to me, uh, the question that I kind of asked myself in listening to it is, do we ever really grow up? Do we really ever grow up? Or do we just see the world differently? You know what I mean? Doing dumb stuff as a kid, you know, uh, having no brain. Like, do, do we really change? Do we grow out of that? Or do we just see the world differently? You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's part of like the irony and part of the fun in Look Ma No Brains. I cannot wait for 70,000 people to be singing Look Ma No Brains in a stadium. That is going to absolutely rule. I uh, already got my tickets to the Cincinnati, Ohio uh, Red Stadium show. Just saying, bought them like the day they went on sale. <laughs> that morning um but yeah look mono brains has consistently been one of my absolute favorites i love the melody um i've learned quite a few of the songs on bass already it's my favorite song to play on bass right now like 100 percent. i will throw that on and i've i've played it like three or four times on repeat before just like busting through look mono brains it's an absolute blast of a song do we ever grow up who knows probably not i think we just see the world differently Bobby Socks was a song that I did not expect to be as moved by and as touched by, but I, I was blown away. Really seeing the music video drove that song home for me. You know, the first time I listened to it, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I stayed awake until midnight the night that this album dropped, and I listened to the album straight down at midnight, which was really, really cool and really, really fun as a Green Day fan. But Bobby Sox, um, as a song about love and as a song that really at its heart is an LGBTQ anthem is so, so cool. And there's something really, really moving about that. As I said before, I think a huge part of punk is loving as hard as you can, as much as you can. And that's what Bobby Socks is about, is just, just love. Like, it's that simple. Just love people. That's it. You know, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your dog, whatever. Just love people, you know? Um, and, and there's something so beautiful 
about that song and about that video it just it it touched me to my core man and it's so there's something i'll tell you what i love most about bobby socks is the fact that it's not just sung it's yelled it's screamed the chorus of that do you want to be my girlfriend do you want to be my boyfriend do you want to be my best friend it's yelled and i think i equate that to you should be able to scream who you love from the rooftops without any fear of rejection or judgment you know what i mean that that's love man like out of everything going on in the world that's love like we should we should be loving as hard as we can as much as we can who we can you know um and, and i'm telling you bobby socks man like that song touched me in a way that I never, ever would have thought that it did. I, I, it's, it's one of my favorites off of the record. I have a confession to make about One-Eyed Bastard. Uh, this song leaked about a year and a half ago <laughs> or so, uh, and I straight up found it and screen recorded it on TikTok and I had been listening to it for about a year. So when I heard it, I was like, this is dope. Um, but I had already heard the song and I, it, it was probably about a year ago that it, that it leaked and I, I did listen to it, but, um, I liked it then. I thought it was fun. You know what I mean? Uh, it's definitely a song about letting the intrusive thoughts win thinking about, um, anger and frustration and revenge and things like that. It's fun. The riff is cool. The riff is very similar to the American Dream is Killing Me, but um, it's it's a it's a really really fun song. Again, just kind of about letting the intrusive thoughts win. Daydreaming about anger and revenge and being bad. You know what I mean? Just not making a, a, a good life choice and letting anger win um and that th you know that just that f it's more about an emotion than actually doing something to somebody you know what i mean it's more about that daydreamy feeling of like i'm pissed off i'm angry and that song is just kind of a a musical reflection of that feeling dilemma is one of the most personal tracks that green day has released in the last decade i would say um, it's it's very personal, obviously, to Billy Joe Armstrong as a recovering alcoholic and as an addict and things like that. Um, and I think it's something that so many people relate to. So many people have substance abuse issues. And I, it, that one's kind of hit home for a lot of people. And I think even, you know, again, watching the music video, thinking about the context of it, thinking about the heaviness of that dilemma, of that feeling, you know, um, I was sober, now I'm drunk again, um, in trouble and in love again. Like, that's that, that's so... It, it's such a heavy song, but it's really catchy as well, you know? And there, there's something that is equally triumphant about beating that. Not that you ever truly beat addiction or beat substance abuse. I think that's a lifelong, you know, and I don't speak from personal experience, but I, I know I know people that you know, have struggled with that. Um, and I believe that's a lifelong journey to re recovery from that. Um, you know, but I, I think so many people identified with Dilemma and with that song and its meeting and the triumphant nature of saying like, you know what, like I'm, I'm on a good path. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing a good job with this, you know, but it's that constant dilemma, I think in the back of your head, um, 
it's a really, really, really special track. I, I'd say it's one of the more personal, relatable tracks that Green Day has ever released. She's gonna bang her head like that's in <laughs> 1981. I was so stoked to finally hear the studio version of 1981. They obviously premiered it in Quebec, I believe, at a show. The, there were no real, real great recordings of it. You couldn't even tell exactly what the lyrics were, and I think some of the lyrics may have even changed from that point. That was over a year ago now. Um, but they played it in Paris uh, not long before the release of the album, maybe back in October or so, October, November, somewhere in there. And I remember listening to that recording and I was like, that song absolutely freaking rules. Like one of my favorite Green Day songs ever. It is just a straight punk anthem, a throwback to the early 80s, that MTV era where pop culture was changing, the times were changing, people were changing, fashion was changing, music was changing, television and movies were changing. Like a time of such change and kind of someone experiencing that um, and and just kind of a callback to that era and to that changing world. Um, such a cool song, and it's so catchy. Again, one that I love playing on bass. That's another one that I've pulled out, like, several times, and I'll just sit and play that on bass, you know, with headphones on and just have a blast with it. So um, I had a blast with 1981. It was a, It's a really, really fun punk song. When they were releasing the teasers for Saviors, I remember listening to the quick little clip from Goodnight Adeline, and I was like, whoa, like, where did that come from? Like, super power ballad, super emotional. Um, it, there, there's something really cool about Saviors. There's almost this melancholy thing that we see in songs like uh, Strange Days Are Here to Stay in Susie Chapstick in Goodnight Adeline in Fancy Sauce like and this song kind of has that melancholy thing to it thinking about the lyrics can you feel my pain can you feel or sing my sorrow here comes a better day but it's got nothing to do with tomorrow um, once again um, some days you're sober but you're still waking up with a hangover like Again, the the callbacks to substance abuse and alcohol. Um, I, I've read a few Green Day fans talk about um, Adeline being a street in Oakland, so maybe that's a call to there. This is one of those songs where it's like there's a metaphor and a metaphor, and I think different people will find different meanings and things in it. Um, you know, and you could you could take the the potential meaning of it in a few different ways. Um, but it's really catchy. It's beautiful. It, it's got some really really deep beautiful lyrics. To it the melody is beautiful the key change at the end is just like whoa like love it man um it, it's again it's it's one of the better songs off of the record coma city may be in my top three the the minute i heard that song again i stayed up until midnight and i listened to the entire album straight through the minute i heard it i sent it to my brother and i was like you gotta listen to this like it 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 reminds me of 21st Century Breakdown. Not the song, but of that record as a whole. When you think about songs like Murder City, American Eulogy, See the Light, The Static Age. 21st Century Breakdown had this dystopian thing, apocalyptic thing to it. Um, and this song, if you told me that Coma City was like 
an unreleased or unused track from 21st Century Breakdown, I literally wouldn't have batted an eye. Like, it's it's a really really fun track, um, and, and even the the lyrics diving into that was was kind of fun because it's like it, it again really great storytellers a, a really great example of that dystopian storytelling tying in political things to this kind of fictional place coma city that they've built. Um, it's really, really cool. I particularly love, you know, uh, Coma City, Don't Call the Cops, the word on the street is they all quit their jobs, talking about uh, boarding up your windows and drinking lemonade, pulling down the shades. Like, it's just so... This city that's overrun with crime and corruption, and it's not a good place to be, but you're stuck there at the same time. I think very industrial, very working class. Like, it's just, it's a really cool picture to paint um and it's one of the more standout songs from the record to me it's very rhythmic it's very punchy the end really really great performance from trey and from mike um i'm telling you man mike dirt is mike dirt is the secret weapon of green day like i think he is one of the most talented bass players in rock and roll history. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Um, his melodic style of playing things, finding the melody within the melody is just like, it, it's amazing. Um, and, and I love the end of the song when they're just vamping on Coma City and they're just like tearing it up, man. It's one of the best tracks on the record. Corvette Summer is a huge O'Day to rock and roll. Um, and to being a songwriter and to being a, a, a punk band and a rock and roll band. Um, it, it's a really fun, just cowbell rocker. It's catchy. It's unapologetic. Uh, I think about the lyrics. I have them pulled up here. Um, you know, don't want no money. Don't want no fame. All I want is my records making the pain go away. Maybe I'm stupid, lazy, and stray. Maybe I've had enough of this shit brigade. Like, there's just so... It, it, it's such an unapologetic way, unapologetic way of saying that, like, punk rock is an outlet and rock and roll is an outlet for people. And that rock and roll is just such an important part of, people, of people's lives and of their lives. Um, it, it's just a fun one. It's catchy. Uh, it's got a good, unapologetic message. It's it's really, really cool. I love the, the cowbell rocker thing. Like, it's just... It's something kind of different for them. Like, it doesn't necessarily sound... It sounds more like something that you would hear uh, as, like, one of the Foxborough Hot Dubs things or, like, a side project thing, like, with the long shot. You know, it, it sounds like its own thing. It doesn't necessarily sound like a Green Day song, but I'm glad that it made its way onto this record because it's something fun and different. Um, and, and there's a lot of that on this record. You know, Corvette Summer isn't the only one that, that I think that about. I think that about, you know, um, uh, Fancy Sauce. I think that about Dilemma. You know, there, there's quite a few songs that I'm just kind of like, that. It, that's, that's kind of its own thing, and, and I, I really dig it. It's, it's pretty cool. The title of Susie Chapstick was pretty intriguing to me. I was interested to see what exactly that song was going to be about. Um, not necessarily the meaning, just in terms of like what it was, you know. Um, and again, it's maybe the most melancholy, longing for love kind of song on the album. 
it's again very metaphorical and very lyrical um the the chord progression is pretty cool again a very different chord progression than something that green day would typically do and i and i dig that i love that they take risks and whenever people criticize green day it kind of pisses me off because i'm like they've never ever failed to do something different and then when they did do something different like in father of all everybody complained about it so it's like okay you you, you can't drive on both sides of the street like you you gotta you gotta pick one you know what i mean um they, they've never failed to try to do something different and unique and cool and i've always really really appreciated it about them um it's one of the things that i love most about them and Susie Chapstick is a prime example of that. Will I ever see your face again? Not just photos from an Instagram again. Keeping it up with the times. Keeping it relevant to the times that we live in. Um, will you say hello from across the street? From a place in time we used to meet. It's this sense of longing and reflection on a relationship. Um, and it's very melancholy and very blue. And it's just, it's, it paints this very specific, dreary, rainy day picture. At least in my head, that's where my head goes. This fog, kind of like it is outside right now. <laughs> this kind of foggy, dreary day. Um, it, it's a, it's a fun track. It, it's a, it's uh, fun isn't the word. It's a, it's more of the, one of the more interesting tracks from Savior. Strange Days Are Here to Stay, another favorite from the record. This is a really fun and kind of satirical and silly look at the world we live in, at the strange days, you know. There's a few lyrics in here that actually gave me a pretty good chuckle, you know. Um, Jesus quitting his job. Uh, again, satirical, not even literal, you know what I mean? Um, uh, the, the, um, uh, the, I forget, um everyone is racist and the uber's running late like that it's kind of it's kind of funny like um and i think that's the point i think it's supposed to be a satirical take on everything that is going on in the world right now it, we live in such a twisted place and you almost have to uh in a twisted time and you almost have to look at it and just kind of laugh throw your hands up and laugh like okay wow you know what i mean and i think this song is the personification of throwing your hands up and being like okay wow whatever <laughs> you know what i mean um and strange days are definitely here to say man uh, also grandma's on the fentanyl now like what you know what i mean it's one of the more fun um you know gen z killing baby boomer now like it's just it's it's such a fun way of saying that strange days are here to stay it's a fun song but it's also got some serious um like a serious connotation to it you know what i mean again looking at the world from a satirical like wow where are we right now kind of way another shooting in a supermarket drinking your media and turning it into vomit like living in the 20s is one of the more hardcore fast-paced um i could picture this being in the trilogy uh uno dos tres trilogy kind of songs it, it, it's very in your face um it, it's kind of a more serious look whereas strange days are here to stay is kind of a more like looking back and laughing at the world we live in because it's so freaking absurd 
uh, living in the 20s is a more serious approach and looking at it like, you know, like this is where we are. Like, congratulations, count your blessings, you know, this is it, you know, kind of sarcastically. It's a very sarcastic song. Um, and, and, I, and I dig that about it. It's one that I had to listen to a few times to really like, you know, and read it with the lyrics as I listened and things like that to really get the 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 meaning and the idea behind it you know but again it's kind of a sarcastic ain't that a kick in the head like ain't this world a big old kick in the head you know um it's a very sarcastic look at the world around us um and it's 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 definitely one of the more hardcore tracks from saviors you're a lighthouse in a storm from the day that you were born okay father to a son um I have been trying to figure out how to put my emotions into words about this song um, and not break down in, in the process. So I, I, was already, I was already anticipating this song as being a favorite on the record. And I, I didn't, I knew that it was going to touch me in a different way because I just became a father um, in February of last year. We're, my, my son, he's 11 months old. We're about to, um, to celebrate his first birthday next month, which is pretty, which is pretty amazing. And when the, tr- the, the teasers dropped uh, for each individual song, I was playing with him on the floor and, and I clicked on Father to His Son. And it brought tears to my eyes. Just hearing that one 15-second clip brought tears to my eyes as, as I was sitting there holding him and thinking about the, the context of you're my lighthouse in a storm from the day that you were born, you know, and, and things like that. Um, and then last week, uh, my son and I were on our way home from... Uh, I had just picked him up from my mom and we were on the interstate and my son and I were involved in a pretty significant accident on the interstate. Um, I hydroplaned and I moved over a lane as I was switching lanes. I hydroplaned and the car went sideways and we ended up hitting nose first into the concrete medium. And fortunately, he was fine. But anybody who's ever been through a significant moment like that, uh, it's scary when it's you. But when it's your child, when it's your kid, um, it's a level of fear that uh, it's a level of fear that I don't think you could ever put into words. And it, it he was he was fine he he didn't even react to the accident until he saw me you know bleeding from my arm and and crying and panicking and then he started to to freak out but you know i the emotion that i felt in that moment um really struck home with me and not only were he and i both involved and in the car in that accident but I was listening to Father to a Son when that accident happened. We were about two-thirds of the way through the song when I went off of the road. And 
it was a freak accident. I didn't do anything different than I would have done any other day. Um, but but the fact that I was listening to that song when I was already anticipating it to, to be something that would touch me because of my love for my son... That night when we got home, or the the next night when we got home, right before bedtime, I said, we're going to finish our song. And he and I finished listening to Father to a Son together. And I think about the lyrics in that song, I made a few mistakes, but I'll never break your heart. And saying that I never knew that love could be scarier than anger. Billy, I know you have kids, and from from a first-time dad and from somebody who has grown up listening to your lyrics and to your music, I, I can't thank you enough for what that song meant to me. The idea, you know, you feel guilt when something like that happens. You feel, you feel bad. And, and I know, I, I know in my heart, I didn't do anything wrong, but you still feel guilt as a parent. And the the line, I made a few mistakes, but I'll never break your heart. Just. It, it 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 hits home. It really does. And Father to a Son is one of the most emotional... It's one of the most emotional songs that they've ever released for me. I, I, I've... There are not many songs that I have that much of an emotional connection to. And I, Billy, I have to say to you, man, thank you for that song. Because it ended up meaning more to me than than I ever could have imagined. I never would have guessed listening to that teaser of that song on the floor with him that we would have gone through that two weeks later. I, I never would have imagined it. And um, thank you for that song. And, and thank you for putting that love into words for us dads because it's a lot it's a very big emotion and um thank you for that song billy it's from the bottom of my heart from a dad thank you for father to a son okay moving on from the sappy emotional stuff who are our saviors and I don't mean in a biblical sense or in a religious sense, and I don't mean um, in, in a literal sense. I think this song was kind of confusing to me. It, it, I, I was looking for something, obviously with it being the title track, I was looking for 
uh, the deeper meaning of the term saviors. I was looking for, you know, what exactly is this song and is this record trying to say? Why is it titled Saviors? Why did they go with that title? And thinking about it in terms of, you know, if you think back to the, 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 the announcement of the album, you know, it says, what would Andy Warhol do? What would Quentin Tarantino do? What, uh, Tarantino, what would Green Day do? And I started thinking about that and I was like, okay, why specifically Quentin Tarantino? Why specifically Andy Warhol, you know? Um, you know, and, and I think about Green Day and I think about the, the music that Billy and Trey and Mike have made over the years and how it's helped to mold me and make me think and make me see things differently, you know? Um, it's given me thoughts. It's given me ideas. It, it's, it, I think that is the key to calling all saviors. Saviors in this context are the people who make us think, who make us dream, who make us long for something better. People who challenge us, people who, you know, confide in us, people who give us a sense of belonging and purpose. You know, I, I think that's kind of the deeper meaning, and that's what I've pulled out of it. Um, you know, will somebody save us tonight? I, I think this song and this record is pointing at the people that make us think and make us believe in something bigger than ourselves, whether it's an actor or a writer or a musician or, you know, whatever the case may be, you know. It, it's somebody that makes you think and challenges you and pushes you as a human being. Um, as, you know, I think so many of those punk bands did for me, you know, they, they were a big part of me growing up and they made me think and their lyrics and their music made me kind of challenge my thoughts on the world. Um, and, and I think that to me, at least I could be wrong. I don't know if that was the purpose or the thinking behind the term saviors in that song, but to me, I've kind of chalked it up as saviors are the people that make us think, that make us dream, that make us, you know, that, that, that challenge our thoughts and our beliefs and, you know, in, in a good way, in, in a healthy way, you know. Um, and I think that's why those particular people were listed. Uh, even in Fancy Sauce, which we're going to get to in a minute, I believe there's a Kurt Cobain reference in there. Like people that you know, artists at the end of the day, artists, musicians, actors, writers, people that, that, that touch us on a deep level and inspire us. Those are our saviors, you know? And again, I don't mean that in a, in a biblical sense or in a religious sense or in a political sense, even I'm talking about in a purely artistic sense. Again, we talked about this before as human beings, we want to feel things. And I think the people that make us feel and think about things. That's what's important. Those are the saviors. Go, go, like Finally, the last song on the record, Fancy Sauce, which I'm going to be real, the name kind of confused me at first until I kind of thought about it and I was like, is that another reference to alcohol? You know what I mean? Again, another alcohol reference on this record, um, being so personal to Billy and so personal with so many people, um, especially in the world today as a coping mechanism, you know, um, you know, whether that's healthy or not is, is a, an entirely different conversation. 
But Fancy Sauce is a really, really cool way to end the album. Again, a very different style of Green Day song than we traditionally have had in the past. Um, Fancy Sauce, again, almost with this satirical outlook on the world. Um, and, and it has this melancholy, um, satirical, sarcastic but yet longful for something better and deep, um, you know, outlook on the world. Um, There's this sense of, like, accepting it and accepting the craziness and, you know, um, calling the world a loony bin, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Um, it's, it's so interesting. The, the lyrics to this one are interesting. Take me to the inn called the loony bin somewhere. I can rest my head and take it on the chin. Uh, you know, in my rubber room, scratching at the wallpaper in my solitude. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. And there's so many different, it's a call that the world is crazy. It's, it's, it's about the outlook, looking at this crazy screwed up wild place that we call home um and and just kind of like accepting that and accepting the fact that people process that differently people process the crazy world that we live in differently people you know have accepted it in different ways um getting stoned and lazy we all die young someday everybody's crazy like it's just like it's just there's this level of acceptance in fancy sauce that just kind of like really I think hits home with people because there's something about our country and about our planet that feels so surreal sometimes. If you turn on the news, it, it just it sometimes it feels like how how is this even real life? You know what I mean? Um paradise for locos, paradise for crazy people. Like this is paradise for crazy people because the world is so crazy as it is. And again, that's where it gets into kind of some of the more sarcastic um commentary, but uh it's also got a really really nice Nirvana reference here, stupid and contagious, we all die young someday. Um again, kind of the idea with saviors, you know, with people that make us think Kurt was somebody that made people think that made that that challenged people and challenged belief systems and challenged political systems and things like that, you know? Um with with Nirvana and and, and their music, but uh really really special way to end the album. I'm telling you, it is in my top five favorite Green Day albums, and it is very, very close to being number one. I I think I still need some more time with it, even though I've been listening to it literally nonstop every single day for the last two weeks. Um, But I I think I need some more time with it, but it's very quickly becoming one of my absolute favorites. Every single song. I don't... You know, there are some songs, and this is just every every band, everybody has songs that they resonate with more. There's something in every single one of these songs that I resonate with. And I think that's so true to Green Day as storytellers. That's a testament to their ability to tell stories and tell stories that matter to people and to um, to, to challenge people and, and their, their ideas. Uh, for me, Green Day... They are some of my saviors. If we're going off of this idea that I had earlier where your saviors are people that make you think and challenge you and inspire you and make you dream, um, 
Green Day are they, they're they're definitely some of my saviors. Billy and Mike and Trey and Jason White and Jason Freeze. I, I'm I'm telling you, man. Uh, I, I I don't know how to put into words. I've tried. I've thought about it. Um, I don't know how to put into words what this band means to me um, and, and what this record means to me. There are so many things about them that I've just I, I, I've grown up with. They they are very much a part of me. Um, American Idiot is a part of me. 21st Century Breakdown is a part of me. And now I have the distinct pleasure of saying that Saviors is a part of me as well. So um, if you're a punk fan, if you're a rock and roll fan, if you have not heard this record, I strongly, strongly encourage you to hit up Spotify or YouTube or Apple Music or whatever. Go buy a copy of it. Go buy three copies of it. Whatever. Go find it in a record store. Um and listen to it. Give it a listen. Really listen to the lyrics because it's it's definitely worth it. So uh, this has been a long haul. Thank you so, so much if you are new to the channel for sticking with me. Uh, and if you liked what you see, please subscribe. We don't typically do this. We are a movie channel. We talk movie reviews. We talk old films. We talk horror films a lot. Um, but this was too special for me to not kind of take a deep dive into and to talk about. So new episodes of our shows, Let's Talk Movies podcast, Classics Revisited, and Purely and Simply Evil premiere every single week at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and threads at LTM Podcast KY. You all are absolutely amazing. We love you. Have an incredible rest of your week, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.